Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A smooth yeah, indeed, tonight with Greg in studio. Let's start with our introductions. It was a busy week 14, as it's still going on now as we speak. Welcome to the studio, Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Yes, hello. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is me, Nick Macaronis, you got flandered. You can find me on Twitter. And you know what? If it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, that means you need to get your little fingers over there to tssfantasy.com, select merchandise, so you can be the hit of the gift exchange at your next holiday party, so so your recipient can be styling and profiling in TSS Fantasy gear. Indeed. Listen, and if you even have big fingers, it's okay. You can get on to TSS Fantasy. We don't discriminate. Little, big, middle finger, it doesn't matter. Fat fingers, it's all it's all the well, same. Well, well, you know what they say about big fingers, right? I, I don't and don't care. Don't, I don't. That's also- <laughs> big gloves. Big gloves, ladies and gentlemen. Big, big gloves. Big gloves, yep. If it don't fit, don't, you can't quit. Whatever they say, right? All right, let's also welcome to the studio. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Breaking news, juice is loose, whatever we call it. Mayor, welcome to the studio. (laughs) I guess I got big hands, huh, Nick? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I got the biggest. (laughs) I'm I'm stressing right now. I'm watching this uh, Rams-Cardinals game right now, and my hair is getting gray by the moment. So if you're a Van Jefferson owner or fan, I hope he gets turf toed. (laughs) Well, just so everyone is aware, let's go ahead and paint that picture for them. Uh, Right now, Nick and Greg are playing in our fantasy playoffs in the playing game. Nick has set set himself up for a victory here. Really, all he needs is basically a catch by Van Jefferson, and it's over. But right now, we... Right now, we are nine minutes and 23 seconds into the second quarter and still not a catch. So I need eight yards. I need there's, eight still, yards. there's still a chance. There's still a chance. All right, let's get things started. Don't forget, we are the Fantasy Show. The people visit us, tssfantasy.com. All of our latest stuff, latest and greatest, Nick alluded to earlier, all of our great merchandise on there as well. Make sure you go check it out. Also, our rankings will be up soon. I'm actually started already doing them tonight to be proactive. So they'll be up, ready to go tomorrow. Lots of stuff to get ready for this week. Look at OBJ with another catch. I know both of you. I see both of you looking up like, oh, I'm just waiting. I'm no, just no, waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm looking at my phone because I got it on my phone. I don't have the TV right here. So I'm at the phone and I'm like, so don't mind me. Nick is like this. I'm ready to I see you. He, he can't even look at the camera right now. It's All right, I'll put my computer, okay? All right, also, also, don't forget, visit all the great podcasts on Belly Up Sports Podcast. From uh, wrestling to racing, we got it all. Um, also, don't forget, wake up with us, Belly Up, on Sundays from 8 to 9 a.m. You, we are the fantasy show. All right, let's get things started with the news.
Greg, that's you. Greg, you want to start? Oh, my bad. It it, it, it was kind of choppy. So uh, listen, <laughs> my my bad, folks. So let's start with everyone's favorite, the quarterbacks, right? Lamar Jackson does not have a high ankle sprain, and the Ravens are preparing as if he will play Sunday. Not sure why he didn't return in the game this past Sunday because I could have used more than just one stupid-ass friggin' point, okay? Um, Josh Allen has a mild turf toe. I don't expect him to miss any time. Justin Fields' ribs are fine but suffered a left-hand contusion. He should be good to go. And it looks like in Carolina, they're going to have Cam and P.J. Walker as a quarterback tandem. So that's going to cap any fantasy potential for Cam Newton or P.J. Walker. Um, Now let's go to our running backs. Kareem Hunt won't play this Sunday. His ankle is still bothering him. Austin Eckler is something to look out for. His ankle is still sore, and if they had practice this week, he would not be practicing today. So keep an eye on all that, on on Austin Eckler's ankle moving forward if you are in the playoffs, and Austin Eckler is your number one running back. Tony Pollard is also trending in the right direction for Sunday. Damian Harris has been in New England's treatment center, getting treatment on those sore hammies, so he can be good to go this um, this, uh, Sunday. Also, DJ Moore. Hold his hamstring and is listed day to day, like all of us, right? Um, some other interesting news: the Vikings have picked up Wayne Gallman because Madison has COVID, mm. which has been running rampant for the past two days in the NFL. Right wow. now, is about forty players that are listed on the COVID list. I'm going to hit just a few names that may bear some interest. Jason, this one hits you in particular. The entire Dolphins backfield has COVID. Ahmed, Gaskins, and Philip Lindsay. So this may be interesting for Jason. I don't know how excited he is about this, but guess who they worked out today? A name from the past, Lamar Miller. Mm. Listen, he's got big playability, so I like Lamar. Listen, don't also forget, everyone, we'll have a clip of it. Um, this will be the game that the um, TSS Fantasy crew goes down, and we'll be holding the American flag prior to the game. So listen, while we're down there, I'm just going to tell Coach Flores, look, bro, I know I'm 45, but I still got a little speed on me. I got a little speed now. Don't mess around. I got a little speed. I got to get some speed out of the backfield. If, hey, if you need me, bro, I'm here for you. That's all I got to say. All right, who else we got? So... <laughs> I'm not sure Mr. Flores is going to put you in the game. Jason. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Highly doubt it. Um, some other big names that's on the COVID list. Jalen Ramsey, who's not playing tonight against the Cardinals. If you can see it, they have no secondary. D-Hop is eating it up right now. Kadarius Tony, Josh Gordon are also on the COVID van, um, protocol. And why not Van Jefferson? I'm just asking for a concerned friend. Why not Van Jefferson? Why do the fantasy gods hate me this much? And that's the news. <laughs> because Van Jefferson was smart and got vaccinated. Look, uh, I was watching I was watching uh, Meet the Press, as I used to do every Sunday, and I don't know who said it. I think it was a senator or governor, but he said it like this, folks. Uh, everybody in America is either going to get vaccinated or get COVID. So get ready. Listen. Yeah, I mean, fully agreed. This is not um, ABC News, though. So. All right. Um, and real let's quick, all. Um, real quick, Jason, Fox, also, that's for sure. I was, I was catching across <laughs> my news feed that the NBA and the NFL are expecting a high tick in COVID in the next couple of weeks and months ahead. So if you are in the playoffs, watch your players. Be concerned if you have a player on your team that's not vaccinated. You are going to be in for it. I think, and to be fair to Nick's point, if the NFL and NBA are getting ready, uh, hello, maybe everyone else should too. So it does seem odd that as of late, uh, this has really hit the NFL pretty hard. I mean, lots of people getting on lots. So, um, you know, and what's crazy about it, that it's happening now, the fantasy playoffs are going on at the moment. So this is really going to affect some teams going forward for sure. I don't know how many times I got to tell you when you're talking while I'm doing this. It totally distracts me, babe, just to let you know. Okay. Also, did you bring up Terry McLaurin, by the way? 
I did not, sir. I'll leave that for you. I left some yeah. meat on the on the plate for you, sir. I did not. It's take all good. Plate. I just wanted to make sure because just to uh, bring him up that he because I know maybe if you put him in your lineup this week, you just were like, what the hell happened? So, um, you know, he got a concussion. However, it was way later in the game. So it wasn't like he was lightening up or really doing much of anything, to be quite frank. So just to let you know on that, he is in the concussion protocol as well. Um, Kareem Hunt, I didn't hear you mention him. He also hurt his I ankle. Did. As well, okay, so cool, but he should yeah, be back. So, right. um, like I mentioned, he won't play this Saturday coming up. So, got and, you. And he's gonna like like all of us. He's day to day. And <laughs> aren't we all? You got it right. Um, hey, one more thing. I don't want to end this on a somber note, but we kept forgetting to mention uh, sad news out there to uh, NFL world and to the family of uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, prolific wide receiver had passed away over the weekend. I'm sure everyone already knows. Uh, Due to, um, they believe that it was a seizure he had in the middle of the night while he was sleeping. Nothing has been confirmed yet, but uh, our condolences out to the Thomas family and the Denver Broncos family, which I've seen they did a marvelous, marvelous uh, tribute to him during the game on Sunday. Yeah, it's nothing more classier than, you know, lining up without him, get a delayed game penalty, and the other team declines it. I mean, uh, Hello, that's, Washington. that's class all the way around. Um, so yeah, again, thank you very much for bringing that up. Um, agreed. I did forget to bring that up. Demarius Thomas, you know, you played fantasy. He definitely, uh, has been on your roster a time or two. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, since Nick wanted to bring us down, let's bring us back up. We're going to play some stash or trash. Actually tonight it's going to be me versus Nick tonight. Um, interesting little mix up, uh, with Greg as the judge this week. So, Let's hit it. It's time for Stash or Trash. Take out the papers and the trash. Boy, you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrap that kitchen floor. All righty. Indeed. Let's. Let's go. You know what? Before we move on to, there was a couple of other things I want to bring up. Also in the news, I just saw it on the banner. I forgot to bring it up. Um, Swift, did you bring him up? Might be heading to the IR. So just not because it's still kind of shaky with him and TJ Hawkinson. So it's nothing because the coach is saying he's hoping to have him back, but there's still speculation that he may not be back. So you got to stall for like 30 seconds. Okay, Nick has to stop. I heard a noise in the kitchen that I must tend to. Uh-oh, we got issues. So let's just look up here. Also, Derrick Henry might be back week 18, just to bring that up to you if you're looking at. Also, I wanted to comment, uh, Malcolm Brown, Brian Flores brought up, could be back off the IR. So watch out for him. And also in the Texans' backfield, I don't know if you saw who was the only back this week was Royce Freeman. Talk about a blast from the past. So we'll bring him up later in the waiver wire section if, you know, David Johnson continues to be out on COVID. um, You know, listen, it's all about opportunity. Royce Freeman could be a guy uh, really could, you know, make make it put put him in your flex, you know, during your fantasy playoff run. You might be looking good. And one name, I know we're going to bring him up later in the stash of trash, but could be a, 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 a league winner. Rashad Penny. Bro. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Let's start out. It's round one for stash and trash. We're gonna bring up Jimmy G. All right, Nick. I'll let you do the honors. You can go first. Stash Jimmy G. All right. So if I were to stash uh, Jimmy G, here here would be my argument for that. Um, <clears throat> in his next games coming up in the in your playoff run. He plays Atlanta, which gives up 21 points per game to quarterbacks, which is 31st overall. At, he play, then he goes to Tennessee, which gives up 19, which is 25th. Houston gives up 13. They are 18th in the league. And then he finishes up with the, at the Rams at 17 points per game. And unfortunately for him, they are ranked 7th. But uh, he's a good quarterback to have, especially because um, – he scores at least 15 points per game, and he's only rostered 14% over across all leagues. Now, here, here's the kicker. Uh, you really want him uh, when he's away because when he's at home, he's only got nine TDs and six picks and 1,300 yards. When he's away from uh, Santa Clara, 
He throws for 1,600 yards, eight TDs, and two picks. So if you have a quarterback um, that's that you're kind of shaky on, especially when they're on the road and you got Jimmy G on the road, I play Jimmy G. I would I, I, I would stash him for the playoffs. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Interesting. Oh, all right. Well, I am going to trash Jimmy G. And I always find this easy because there's two words that I can mention that really just kind of win it. Mr. Glass. I mean, that's pretty much what Jimmy G is that we know this about him. However, I'm going to give him his due. Only out one game this year so far. So he has he has shown improve, although he did get hurt. In that game, though, he scored eight points, mind you. The game after, he scored only five. So there you go right there. Also, let's also bring up, you brought him up for the fantasy playoffs, but if you stash Jimmy G, right, in the fantasy bowl, you are playing Houston. Do you know who Houston is for, only 14th against fantasy quarterbacks? And he's at Houston. You mentioned being better at home. He'll be at Houston for the fantasy playoffs. The guy averages 16 points, 16 at the quarterback position. I could blow some wind and get 20 at the QB position. So, yeah, not somebody really. I would I want. Not somebody. I'm sorry. It's not time to interrupt while someone does an argument. That's why I would not have Jimmy G in the playoffs. So you guys both bring some compelling arguments about Jimmy G. But I unfortunately have to give this round to Nick. Nick bought the stats and he bought up his home and away stats. I've never seen anybody digging that deep on Jimmy G. I don't even think Shannon <laughs> has dug in that deep on Jimmy G. So Nick, point to you, sir. All right, Thank good. You. Good job for round one to Nick. Let's go to round two. You brought him up earlier. I will not be shut out tonight, my friend. (laughs) He's still interrupting. All right, in round two, we're going to bring up Rashad Penny. You brought him up earlier talking about a possible league winner. You brought him up. So I'll start first then since you believe that. So my argument is to stash him. Let's go to the playoff record, or excuse me, the playoff teams that he goes against. All right, so next week, it's L.A. So you might be struggling a little bit, 11th against fantasy QBs. But if you're watching tonight, you will notice James Conner is getting a lot of play from dump-off passes, which what is Rashad Penny good at? Catching balls out of the backfield, ladies and gentlemen. So he's a good play, PPR or standard. Now, next game, Chicago, 16th against fantasy running backs. Getting a little bit more of a juicier matchup. But guess what you got in the championship Detroit City 29th against fantasy running backs. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want a league winner, a championship winner, pick up Rashad Penny. Pete Carroll's already said he deserves to be the number one running back, and Pete Carroll loves to run that pill. Let's do it, Rashad Penny, all the way to the fantasy championship. Well, uh, it's been my experience that Pete Carroll says a lot of things, and not not most of them are actually true. Most of them actually don't come to fruition. So he said about Alex Collins. Well, we may put him on IR. We 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 may not. He's hurt, but he's but he's kind of healthy. We we you know we really don't know. So uh, right now, your your stud there, uh, Mr. Rashad Penny. He's a, he's the hundredth and eighth running back ranked. Hundred eighth. I know he hasn't played much. 
because uh, every year we kept hearing Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny, Rashad. Well, he finally has one game and he shows up and he's off the milk carton and now everyone now everyone's going ape shit because because he had a good game. All right. So, but in that backfield, it's three guys. There's one football plus plus you got to satisfy Tyler Lockett and you got to satisfy DK Metcalf. So with him, you really don't know. Is he going to get a high volume of carries? So you, you're kind of rolling the dice when you're going to start Rashad Penny. You can. I wouldn't. That's why I would trash him. So this round. <laughs> Very compelling arguments, gentlemen. But I'm going to wave in Jason's favor. Rashad Penny is a young running back has a favorable schedule going down the stretch. And when you have the head coach behind you um, motivating you and pushing you, since they drafted Richard Penny, he's finally showing out. So round two to Cooper. All right. Let's go to round three. Alan Lazard played a great, uh, great game this week. Um, however, is he a stash or trash? That's what we want to find out. I'm the trash argument. Argument, Nick, you're the stash. So let's hear your argument for stashing Alan Lazard. All right, I'll be the stasher. So uh, he is 82nd ranked. All right, uh, he does have 300 yards and four TDs overall on the season. He does average you eight points per game. Now, his next four games, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Detroit. All right, so going into the playoffs, Baltimore, 17th against receivers. Cleveland, 10th. Probably wouldn't play him there. But Minnesota is 32nd, and Detroit, surprisingly, is 13th. So, uh, but, 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 ladies and gentlemen, at home, at home, okay, where he plays Cleveland and Minnesota, he's he's 187 yards receiving, two TDs, and 16 receptions. So if you are in a PPR that's 16 automatic points right there. And he's got a strong connection with Karen Rogers. So, uh, again. Does? Yes. He does? Not as strong as Devontae, but he's got a strong strong connection with, with Alan Lazard. Plus that, Randall Cobb is hurt. So, again, so he's going to be your number two receiving option in that receiving core. So, uh, I would take Alan Lazard and I would stash him. Okay. All right. So unfortunately, Nick laid all the stats out already. So it's not really fair to say Nick won an argument for stats because you made my argument already kind of for me with the stats you laid out. Um, I have him though ranked 88th, whatever, tomato, tomato. Um, at the end of the day, when we've, we've done this show for a while, when you have broke gas, old ass, was on the Houston Texans, Randall Cobb leading the league in red zone targets. I'm sorry, Alan Lazar does not have a strong connection with, with Aaron Rodgers. That makes no sense. Uh, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantley, he's had great games already. I don't see I, – I cannot see Alan Lazar breaking out of this. You know, again, you brought up uh, some other guys on, on another team we were just talking about. On this team, you have Devontae Adams. Talked about Scantley, got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, which you're going to see the Packers start to run the ball more because it's cold. They're going to run. Don't get caught up chasing the dragon. Let go trash Alan Lazard. Oh, so so you're going to chase the dragon on Rashad Penny on our last argument? uh, Nick, you both brought up compelling arguments. You really did. And Nick had me. With the stats, but you tried, Nick. And when you brought up the connection with Aaron Rodgers, I think Lazard is probably fifth on that connection list behind Devontae, Cobb, Aaron Jones, and Scantlin. So I'm sorry, Nick. This round goes to Jason. Indeed. What else did you expect? All right. Round four. Gerald Everett. Stash trash. Um, I believe, I think I wrote this in wrong. Cause I think you did, um, you try. Okay. I trashed last. So I got stashed this one. So I did write that in wrong. I got the stash argument here for Gerald Everett. And Nick Ooh. is trashing. Yeah. Nick is trashing. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I wrote pre, pre-production notes. Yes. Trashing, 
Nick's trashing. Yes, that's on me. I wrote that in incorrectly on the banner. On, All right, Jason. so Come I'm on. stashing. Ugh, I was just, I mean, I don't need, I, um, it was like when I grabbed, yeah, I, I really searched. Now, I'm always good at making cases for people, but Gerald Everett, man, like, I mean, even when he gets targets, he's not catching. Last week, he had a good game, but he caught two targets, two. Um, Russell Wilson having a decent game. I, uh, so anyway, here's my argument to, to, to at least to get somewhere. You got the Rams 17th, the Bears 7th, and Detroit again, that matchup, 19th against fantasy tight ends. So you do have a decent matchup in your fantasy bowl, and next week you have a good matchup with the Rams as well. But again, two targets. However, Russell Wilson getting healthier. That's what we're seeing. He's starting to get healthy, starting to throw the ball a little bit more downfield, starting to find his guys. So that what do you think is going to happen? They're going to now they haven't been playing Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf as hard. They're going to see a little bit more argument to them. Yeah, I know. I'm just try, I'm trying my best here. Gerald Everett in the middle might find some TDs. Maybe that's it. All right, there we go. I'm out on that one. <laughs> Well, uh, Jared Everett is terrible. Okay, uh, he's he's your twenty fourth ranked tight end in a in as thin as that position category is. He's ranked twenty fourth. He only gets you seven points per game. He's only scored three TDs all season. And his main job, why they brought him there, was to get in the end zone, and he hasn't been doing that. Okay, so again, uh, he plays some some hard defenses going down the stretch in. In offense, in the uh, playoffs against the tight end, and you brought it up, Russell Wilson has not been playing well. He is struggling. He didn't do well against Houston on Sunday, and he's the main um, distributor of the football to Jared Everett. So if he's struggling, Gerald's going to struggle. Metcalf is going to struggle. So, again, you're, if your quarterback's struggling and you're and you're an offensive receiver, then you are not going to be doing well. So therefore, Gerald Everett for me is trash. If you can find a better tight end, which <clears> I can <throat> throw a dart in a in a dark room and hit a better tight end, you go and get a tight end. Okay, gentlemen, this argument was lost on the first minute of each side. <laughs> Jason starts off an argument. And he goes, oh, he defeated. <laughs> Nick, you won it in the first minute. As soon as you said Gerald Everett is trash and he only has three TDs on the season, that was it. You could have stopped right there, and the <laughs> argument was won. So, Nick, this one's for you, sir. All you right, good. Going good. down the stretch. Isn't good. it amazing how it always comes down to the fifth, the fifth one every good. time? Not Except last time. week you messed it up, remember? Yeah, so Nick, that's you okay. kind of <laughs> messed it up one time. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. did. I remember. Very, yeah, I, got very like, well, I lost like three in a row. I know you I did. Can't confirm nor nor did I. <laughs> All right, let's go to round five. Here we go to finish it off. Football team. Nick, you're gonna stash them. I'm gonna trash them. Go ahead and start it out. Stash football team. All right. So if you're gonna stash the football team. Okay, their next three games, they got Philly twice and Dallas. And then they end up with the Giants, okay? But that sounds bad, but here it goes. In the last three games, Washington is 2-0 and against uh, Philadelphia. Where he's 2-1. He's and one, and they've outscored Philly 74-68. to So, and they've only given up uh, 25 points per game this, this season. When they play Dallas in the last three games, they are also two and one. The last time, the last three times that they played them, and they they've outscored them eighty six to forty six. So they've only given about forty six points in the last three games to Dallas. And one of those games, they trashed them forty one to three. So uh, they may be a bad defense, but against those two teams, against those two teams, they match up pretty pretty well against them. So um, again. This season, uh, Philly is 26th in scoring, and uh, Dallas is second. So, again, with those numbers, it sounds bad, but Washington does match up well against them. So that's why I would – 
Okay, so with the numbers, Nick, it sounds bad. That's because it is bad. Well, against ladies uh, and gentlemen, I'm just you, moving when on. I interrupted you, when I interrupted you, you you're done. Basically. You were done. Gentlemen, you're done. Gentlemen, you're done. Nothing else to say. Let's keep it civil. Yeah, he got nothing else to say. Listen, here it is. Week 15, the number six fantasy uh, offense against fantasy defenses comes the Eagles. They play them again in the championship. And number eight, the following week, is the Cowboys. So there is zero reason. You would not play this matchup. Uh, you would not sit here and say there's about, again, there's no buys. There's tons of matchups out there. You could stream tons of different options. None of them would be the football team against the Eagles twice, nor the damn Cowboys. So, Les, what are we doing here? What are we been talking about? Listen, gentlemen, again, both compelling arguments. But, Nick, when you start your argument with the team is bad and the defense is bad and you want me to stash a team that's bad, I'm not going to stash a team that you said three times, I counted three times in your argument, that they're bad. Oh, they and, suck. And they, they're missing their they're missing their top defensive ends. Chase Young, Sweat. That defense is struggling. So argument goes to Cooper. I mean, listen, we already know. We already knew what the conclusion at the end. So yeah, thank you very much. We set it up. A, a pat, a pat yeah. on the back for myself. Now, I know Nick is feeling a little nervous because there's only 35 seconds left in the first half, and the Rams are kicking the ball. So that we will end the first half with Van Jefferson having zero receptions. Ooh, no, this no, he's got one for, for point six. I, oh, I need two my, more yards to oh, win. Oh, my bad. Okay, my bad. He he pass? Yes, he did. I missed it. I must have missed it. Um, so he needs at least one more reception, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We'll see. It's going to be an exciting time. we got another 30 minutes to go, so it's going to be interesting to see. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the fantasy leaders from this week. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people, and our network, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, is no different. So we teamed up with our friends from Manscaped to give back to the people for an exciting holiday giveaway. We want you to look and feel smooth this holiday season. So we're giving away the Manscaped 4.0 Performance Package. And all you have to do is go to our Facebook page at Billy Up Sports, give us a like, and that well-deserved five-star review, and you're entered to win. It's as simple as grandma's holiday pie, and who knows what holiday and magic awaits once those ornaments are looking shiny and new again. So what are you waiting for? Give us a like, that well-deserved five-star review, and you could be belly up all holiday season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the fantasy leaders from week 14. Leader of the pack. I'm stressed. <laughs> well, at least at least the Cardinals have the ball, and you have a whole half. Like you, you can just take a knee on right now, man. This is this is compelling television. I have to say. All right, let's talk about our fantasy leaders from this week. We can kind of talk about the games too as we go along and talk about their performances. Um, let's talk about one of the at least we can start with at least one of the best games of the day with the uh, Bills and the Buccaneers. Um, you know. Again, I sit around and watch all the games. I sit around and watch all these 1 o'clock blowouts. Um, and the 4 o'clocks looked like they were about to be the same. And then all of a sudden, at the end, it came roaring back. It was some exciting stuff. Josh Allen played a great second half. Um, he had 308 yards to lead our fantasy quarterbacks with two touchdowns and 109 yards on the ground and a touchdown. How crazy is that to think about, like, Josh Allen against the number one rush D in the league? Himself ran 109 yards. That that's just sick to me. Um, Stephon Diggs had a decent game, seven catches, 74 yards. Cole Beasley nine for 64. Dawson Knox seven for 60. Uh, Gabriel Davis was showing out uh, with uh, Emmanuel Sanders getting hurt in the game. Um, he had five catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown as well. On the Buccaneers side, Brady 363 yards, two TDs. 
Fournette, 113 uh, with a TD. Godwin led the way here with 10 catches for 105 yards. Evans got in the end zone, six catches, 91 yards, and touchdown. Gronk, five catches, 62 yards. Guys, we'll talk about this game, um, fantasy impacts, even just the impact as well going forward. Nick, what what'd you think? Tom Brady, 363, two passing, one rushing TD. I mean, at 47 years – how old is he, 44? 40, he's 44 40, years old. 44. Jason, um, if you could that, Flores would definitely put you in the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Evans, six for six for 91 and a score. Man, they, he came through for me yesterday. Um, yeah, uh, again, they did well. A lot higher scoring than I thought they were going to do. And uh, I'll let Greg finish it up. All I'm going to say is I was watching the press conference with Bruce Aarons, and they asked him, so how did you feel about Brady running? He said, enough of that shit. So I don't think we're going to see Brady scrambling for 10, 12 yards for the rest of the season. Um, But Brady is – the guy's a freak of nature, man. You're 44 years old, still slinging the ball. The one play that, that pissed me off is the guy, he's going backwards, and he's the damn ball up. And drops it in Mike Evans' lap. Then <laughs> what pissed me off even more, they're at the three-yard line, the two-yard line. Perfect situation to give it to Fournette. Greedy-ass Brady dies it in for himself. <laughs> Listen, if, if no one sees how he wants he wants the stats this year, I'm sorry. I Of any other year, I think this is the year he, he wants to pad them stats. So he's, he's looking great, though. You can't argue with it. Um, so at the end of the day. Fournette. Damn. He would, he was our number two quarterback, just to mention that as well. Number three on the list, Aaron Rodgers uh, versus Chicago. Let's talk about that game a little bit. That actually ended up started a lot better than uh, what we anticipated to be. Justin Fields actually came to play uh, in the beginning of the game. 224 yards for him with two TDs, had two picks. He also scrambled for nine carries, 74 yards. So he had a good fantasy day, to say the least. Montgomery didn't really show out, unfortunately. Ten carries, 42 yards. With, with six catches, though, at 39 yards, uh, but didn't get in the end zone. Jakeem Grant got the one catch for 46 yards and a touchdown. Um, and uh, Bird, I don't know who the D-Birds, I don't know who the first name is, two two catches, 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, when I don't know the first name, it's trouble. Aaron Rodgers, though, as we brought it up, 341 yards, four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. Uh, A.J. Dillon, 15 carries, 74 yards. Um, a Joe, a look, and again, he's really solidifying himself as that number one running back, by the way. But they're still using Aaron Jones, five carries, 35 yards, and he got the TD, um, as well. Three catches and the t- another touchdown. I'm sorry, two TDs for Aaron Jones last night. Devonta Adams, 120, 21 yards, two TDs, 10 catches. Uh, we mentioned Lazard earlier, the garbage Lazard, six catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown as well. Packers D also uh, had, had a great night. I had to mention that as well. All right, so your guys, Greg, we'll start with you. What would you think of this matchup? Man, I'm really happy for Justin Fields, man. I think they're letting him um, control that offense, and we can see glimpse of what this kid can become, not only in real f- football but in fantasy football as well. So he's really showing out. Nagy is finally letting him do what he does. So I like that. Um, Montgomery had a hot streak, and I'm glad he cooled off against the, the strong Green Bay defense. But that Green Bay defense, man, surprisingly is coming on strong. It, it That defense, and we we'll probably talk about Kansas City's defense later on as well, those two defenses at the end of the season are coming on so strong. Um, on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, man. And I think with Aaron Jones, I, you know, he had the knee injury. So I think they're bringing him along slowly, and they have the benefit of having A.J. Dillon just pound that ball in, especially when it's cold and you're in Lambeau Field and it's the fourth quarter. You don't want to get hit by that. That guy's, what, 250 pounds? His thighs is just ugh, ridiculous. So mm. that's, yeah, it was a great game to watch. Great game yeah. to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, like I said, they're going to start pounding the ball a lot more as this weather gets a little colder. So, And he's really solidifying himself as the uh, number one uh, running back there. Let's get on real quick to uh, this next matchup. I do want to – I know, um, Nick, I'm going to get you in on the next one because I do – I wanted to hear Greg's thoughts on Taysom Hill at the New York Jets. So let's talk about this game for a second. <laughs> 
<laughs> talk about the Jets, though. They did all right, though. Not a bad game with Elijah Moore, unfortunately, now in the IR. But, you know, again, next year, you know, he's going to be a, a wide receiver to go after indeed. Um, but, you know, again, the Jets doing Jet-like things. Um, and it's <laughs> all right. What what'd you think about Taysom Hill? Um, his performance, and do you feel like he was rubbing it in uh, when he ran a touchdown in at the end? He wasn't running it in. The Jets just suck, bro. I don't <laughs> understand. We, you know, Robert Sala. You know, he's a defensive-minded coach, but our defense sucks. I don't know what is going on. I, I like Quentin Williams goes down. Um, we don't have any cornerbacks. We missing Marcus May in the secondary. C.J. Mosley, I don't know what he's doing in in in, in the middle. I, it's it's just a hot mess. But I'm 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 kind of confident in the Jets on the offensive side of the ball. I'm, and it it sounds kind of funny, but if you think look at the draft that they had last year, and they got Elijah Moore, they got Michael Carter, they got Tucker the lineman, and they got Zach Wilson. So if they can continue to build, and as bad as we are, thank you, Jamal Williams, for getting us another first-round pick because the Haw- Seahawks are bad. So the, the Jets are going to have two, two picks in the top ten. Let's see what Joe Douglas is going to do. More weapons or get some defensive help. So I'm kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, but that light is probably five years down the road. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm confident whatever it is, it'll be the wrong thing. All right. Number five, Justin is <laughs> the Giants. 25 points. <laughs> he got a decent game with even without Keenan Allen. He still uh, showed improving that one. Um, but let's get to this next one. I want to get Nick in. Ben Roethlisberger, man, you know, he really played well. Um, there was a Thursday night game. I mean, there was some big fantasy points all the way around this matchup. Let's talk about this game in general, though. What do you think of Ben's performance? Do you think he can Im- improve on that or at least uh, be equitable to that going forward? All right, before I speak on Ben, um, in the last game, the Jet Saints game, 39 points, not a single passing touchdown. That's just ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Uh, against Ben, uh, that is, unfortunately, that's going to be the apex of uh, Ben's performance this year. Name a wide receiver on either team that was worth picking up in that that game. I I was – He likes Jameson Crowder. I did suggest him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what did he do? (laughs) Sorry, move on. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just venting. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) Like I said, with Ben, that's going to be the apex of his – of his season. I don't think, will he match it? Yeah. I don't think he'll go beyond that. I really don't uh, because he's just throwing the daylights out of the ball. I mean, he was 28 for 40 for, for 308 and he's trying, like he, he's really trying. It isn't, it isn't like he has that, that, uh, that Jay Cutler, I don't care attitude. I mean, he's, he's trying to put some points on the board. And um, again, we, I said it last week. I mean, he's got, Decent matchups coming down the pike for the for the playoffs. He's got uh, all his opponents are like twenty five plus. So I mean, he's not a bad one to stream if if he can do that against Minnesota. Then he's got Tennessee. So um, that's it. I mean, I don't know what else to say about Big Ben. I mean, no, I've already lost enough. I think I'm done. Yeah, the the point is to kind of get in and get out, Nick. So we, you know, have to ramble. All right, yeah, what else? <laughs> Next time he starts talking about Ben, if you could get some heart emojis and just like, know, his face, it's, it's, he's it's been riding Ben. For, he's been riding Ben for. He's been riding. We discussed this the other day. We discussed this like two, like two hey, shows listen, ago. Now you want me to bring it up again? Listen, a couple yeah, weeks ago he ca- tried to call this out and he was wrong, but now it's starting to come out a little bit. So let's see, let's see how it goes going forward. All right, Joe yeah, Burrow at man. seven uh, against San Francisco. Um, 22 points. Russell Wilson at Houston. Expect to have a decent game. 21 points there. Mahomes uh, versus the Raiders. 20 points there. Garoppolo at Kansas City. We were talking about him earlier. He had a decent game uh, with 20.1. All right, let's talk about the running backs a bit. Dalvin Cook versus, now again, we go back to that Thursday night game. It was a great game all the way around. Fantasy points to be had. Um, you know, uh, against the Pittsburgh D, he went off. I mean, that's a great way. If you started Dalvin Cook, uh, in that matchup, uh, you were definitely feeling good. And the reason I'm laughing is one of the one of our um, loyal 
um, listeners, I don't know if I brought this up. I feel like I brought it up, but if I didn't, he had asked me that night, um, you know, what do you think if, you know, I have Cook and Madison, you know, what do you think? And I was very cautious because it's like, look, they're both, you know, Cook's coming in off the injury. So you don't know how much they're going to play him and stuff. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't play. Did he bench him? So the next day, or I'm sorry, during the game, I texted him uh, on Twitter and just said, yeah, I think you should start Delvin Cook. That's for sure. All right, well, let's go over Sean Penny. <laughs> I would curse you out, man. <laughs> he, he had some good – Caden, we appreciate you, brother. I, you know, He had some good humor about it, so we appreciate it. Uh, Najee Harris, again, going back to that same game, 25 points. We already talked about Rashad Penny's good game. Uh, again, back to that Jets game, Alvin Kamara, we talked about it was, again, it was an all-out ground game. Um, so if Gaskin does or any running back shows up this week, might be a good start against that horrific Jason, Jets run game. You may get a touchdown again. I know. Hey, I tell you, give me that rock, Flores. I'm ready. Leonard Fournette, man, I'm – listen, I just want to say this real quick. Leonard Fournette, man, I he wasn't even on my radar. Like, I wasn't even – like, whatever. I'm not even thinking about Leonard Fournette. Ooh, like he is coming on strong down the stretch. So, yeah, good game against Buffalo again. Say that again? I just unfortunately, Brady wanted to steal touchdowns in the fucking red zone. Excuse me. I'm saying, I mean, I should have game. He's earning it for sure. Melvin Gordon, another good game. I mean, it's Detroit. What do you expect? 23 points. Both running backs had a good game. uh, Javante Williams, um, number eight. We talked about Aaron Jones had the two TDs. He was at seven. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a decent game uh, against the Chiefs as well. He's finally showing up uh, when it matters, um, at least down the stretch. And we were talking about the Chiefs. Actually, let's just bring that up since we're talking about them before we go on to the uh, – let's just talk about the Chiefs because I did want to bring that up. We talked about on the Sunday show a team that's starting to click at the right time defensively, offensively. It starts all starting to come together um, at the right time for them. looks like they're about to make a magical run. Um, we talked about, I think, um, Nick, if I remember correctly, we brought up the last game between the two teams. It was the same exact thing. And we were literally like, yeah, I don't I see anything different. It's just going to be a right. blowout. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, go ahead, Greg. But if you, it's not the same Chiefs offense that we're watching, right? We don't see Kelsey going off. We don't see Tyreek Hill going off. What you're seeing uh, is the running backs are being featured, right? Darrell Williams had a, a touchdown on a 20-yard pass. Clyde Edwards-Hiller had two touchdowns. He didn't He didn't go over 100 yards, but he getting the touchdowns in the red zone. Like, there, can we say Pat Mahomes is a game manager? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he's he, the most I talented think, game manager since Tom Brady in his like third season. Like, well, they were struggling so much because, and we talked about it. He was the the he was trying to force the magic, you know, and he yeah. was trying to make those plays. It just wasn't happening for him. So I think what you, what you're seeing is now going back to that cons- more conservative, as you said, and maybe those uh, magical plays will open up for him. So you know, hey, it's working. Whatever he's doing, he's working. So congrats to them. Uh, happy fantasy owners all around, especially down the stretch. Listen, Darryl yes, Williams sir. had a decent game too, and Clyde Edwards. So I'm just saying, indeed. If you if you if if you you can play Williams in the flex, Clyde Edwards can be a two flex, you know, flex. But it's it's they're featuring the running backs in Kansas City. They know? are being a little more conservative, like you said. Yes, sir, Nick. Uh, well, not to mention that, too, but uh, Derek Gore got nine carries for 66 yards and a touchdown, too. Uh, and how about this one? Josh Gordon. Yeah. Two catches, nine yards, and a touchdown. How about that? TD. I saw him praising the, praising the Lord. And he's on COVID. And now he's on COVID. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to worry him anymore. I I'm glad I got in the end zone, and now I'm done. I'm on COVID. All right. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's go on to the receivers. Devontae Adams, we talked about, you know, Aaron Rodgers in this game earlier. Uh, big game for him, 34 points. Hunter Renfro in this uh, KC uh, Raiders matchup was the lone uh, wolf, so to speak, on the Raiders. He showed out number two fantasy receiver this week, 27 points. Tyler Lockett, 20, uh, 27 points as well. He had a good game. Jamar Chase, talked about him. Um, 25 points again, that whole Bengals 49ers matchup. I mean, that was great down the stretch. Robbie Anderson, this was interesting. He had a, a showing and then it looked like he got hurt a little bit, uh, in this Atlanta game. But, you know, it's again, the, 
the interesting thing for me about Carolina, uh, Nick, I, you know, kid to you, I don't know if you want to talk about Cam uh, and this whole PJ Walker situation, but um, you know, it's interesting to say the least going down the stretch, what they're going to do. talking about maybe a two quarterback system now, um, which we all know it never works. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts on either one of these quarterbacks or, or any of the, you know, any of the Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore down the stretch? Uh, well, it's just very telling that they're going to kick Cam's ass out the doors at this season. And I told you this three weeks ago. Here he goes. He, sucks. he he got benched twice this season in three starts. He sucks. He can't he does, he play. He didn't get benched. Rule said that he was going to play both quarterbacks. He's not benching Cam. He said Cam is still the starter. It's just that in certain situations in the two-minute drill, P.J. Walker has more of a grasp on the offensive system than Cam. Cam said it before the game. They used to call one play, game, um, one play Betty. In this system, it's called Lucy. He has to wrap his head around it. It's like learning a whole different language. I'm not going to say Cam sucks. Cam still put up 15 points. He had a Russian TD. He's still viable option in the red zone. But when it comes down to the two-minute offense, he does not have a full grasp of it. It's a whole different system. This is not the same system he ran under Rivera. You got to understand that. Do not put him out yet. I'm telling you. They're not going to bring Cam in just to kick him out the door. What you going to go with PJ Walker as your starter? You going to go with Sam Darnold? There's no quarterbacks up in the draft, and I damn sure don't think Russell Wilson wants to go to Carolina. Cam is going to be the man. They're paying him ten million. Tell um, me. hey Cooper, when yes, you find those hearts for me for Roethlisberger, put the hearts <laughs> on Greg I am. Cam. I, I'm you a you are, Listen, you are not lying. I'm a Cam fan. You are, I am. You are I'm not Cam. lying. I love dude, Cam. I'm not going to lie. Someone, I, I'm a big Cam team fan. Called, dude, he he's, does, he's he does love some Cam, that's for sure. All he right, let's does. also let's talk about the rest. Mike Evans, you know, we've been over this matchup. Good game for him. Um, you know, he was 21.1. A Lazard brought him up. He was number seven this week. Chris Godwin in the same game uh, with Buffalo. Justin Jefferson, I mean, it was all these same matchups, it seems like, where all these guys were out. Brandon Ayuk, the same, going back to the Cincinnati 49er matchup as well. All right, tight ends this week. George Kittle led the way. What a catch that was. I'm sure you guys Mm. saw it. I mean, uh, I was literally uh, sitting here. I had both games on, so I'm, like, sitting here, and I just saw that catch. I I was like, oh, my God, that was a great catch. Um, So George Kittle extending uh, the 49ers pretty much season with uh, some great play this week. Mark Andrews, big surprise. He's number two against Cleveland. Um, that was an interesting game, to say the least, unfortunately, for Greg. Uh, we'd get into that a little bit, but we, we're kind of getting up on it, so we got some other stuff to talk about. So I'll run through it. Dawson Knox at number three. Um, if you can pronounce number four, I will give you nothing but a big slap on the back. Can no, anyone want to try that? Aquindgumbanum no. versus Detroit. There we go. He is number four, so I don't know what happened to Noah Oops. Fant this week, but somebody else showed up in his place. Um, Austin, Bunam. There you Bunam. go. Whatever you say. Austin Hooper, which is we're going to talk about him on the waiver wires in a minute. He might be a good pickup this week versus Baltimore. He showed up at number five. Brevin Jordan. I don't know why I keep bringing this guy's name up from the Texans. <laughs> Seattle. I don't understand it. Every once in a while, he's in your top ten. Also, Pat Fryermuth at Minnesota. We already talked about that matchup. Gronk, you know, again in that matchup at eight. Kyle Pitts showed up uh, against Carolina um, at number nine. And Gerald Everett, aforementioned at Houston. At least you got to do something against Houston. Um, there's your fantasy defenses. Chiefs led the way. What a great night for them. You talked about them earlier, getting hot at the right time. Titans versus the Jags at number two. Makes sense. Cowboys, again, opportunistic against Washington. Browns versus Baltimore, you know, we took out Lamar. You saw what happened after that. Um, we know they're in much not, not much of a team without Lamar. Um, FT was opportunistic against the Cowboys, right back at him. Falcons D actually showed up this week on the fantasy radar at number six. Packers, again, defense looking great. I wanted to say when we were talking about that, we're talking about two teams that play good defense, good defense, and are starting to run the ball. So we might see Packers Chiefs in the Super Bowl because this is what we're talking about when you want to play good football. Um, Broncos um, versus Detroit, no surprise. 49ers, uh, Cincinnati made some made some plays, and Saints and Jets. Believe it or not, they showed up in the top ten. 
and crazy as that sounds. All right, let's go on. We're going to talk now, if I can get my fat fingers over, about Flanders Flops from week 14. <laughs> Gucci flip flops, make a kick rock, it's a big pop. Shake the wrist, watch, Gucci flip flops, fucking hit your bitch and massage, it's a big All right, Nick, who we got for your flippity flops for week 14? Commissioner's going to get his fat fingers over to tssfancy.com and buy some merchandise. All right. All righty. So, uh, for quarterbacks, I got two because two were spectacular this week. Number one was Dak Prescott. Uh, he was 22 with 39. Uh, he forgot how to run. I don't know what the hell his problem is. He ain't running the ball no more. Uh, he threw for only 211 yards, had one touchdown, two picks, and – and bowled out a 9.94. And your special uh, flop quarterback, 1A, was your boy, Cammy Cam. Cammy, I can't play no more Newton. 15-23, 178, and zero touchdowns, and a big old pick. Okay. And he got How many fantasy points did he have? 13. Okay. But for a quarterback, that's, that's not good. Anyway, I'm just saying this one. Oh, oh, are you butthurt, Greg? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have to announce. I know the end of the Greg era. Oh, did it happen? Van Jefferson just hit on a 52 yard touchdown. Greg, you just got Flanders. Um, even though I did win, um, I would be remiss to say the only reason why I did win is because uh, Lamar caught an ankle, or else I probably would have lost. So I, I'm not going to gloat. I won. See, I told you win, gloat, Craig. It's okay. I know, I know, Nick won't gloat, but it's just you know what burns me up inside is just I had a great season. You did. No you did. scoring team in the LSFL. You did. And I get bounced in the first round because you Lamar did. can't tape up his ankles. Just hey, that's them the breaks. That's what all the playing game was all about. All right, who else we got on our flops tonight? Oh, man, this, this one's a real doozy. Josh – not Josh Gibson. I'm, I'm sorry, Antonio Gibson. Uh, Should have done a lot better. He, he got an average of 27 touches the last couple games. He got 10 carries, 36 yards. Two receiving yards for five yards. No McKissick. Should have ate. Should have ate him up. Got a four point one. DK Metcalf is your receiver with four receptions for forty three yards. Eight point three in PPR. Not that great, especially for PPR. Travis Kelsey got his swagger back a couple weeks ago, and now he lost again. Uh, three receptions for twenty seven yards to the game manager uh, Pat Mahomes. Got a five point seven, and the defense. My beloved Stillers, 36 <laughs> points against a minus four is your flop defense of the week, my friends. Those are your flippity floppities for week 14. All right, let's talk about the week 15 waiver wire. <laughs> This is the most prepared I've been all in such a long time, and just oh, I know that hurts, bro. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when we talked about your team, I felt bad because I was like, man, Greg's got like overall best team. I think could win it all, but you know, them to breaks, they put yourself in a position. Should have won the games earlier. Put you know, open on to next year. We should have a rule <laughs> that we can sub out a quarterback if they get hurt. Yeah, I mean, you know, that would <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Cooper had a great team this year, and look how he ended up. Right, exactly. You know, no. Listen, it's it's when me and Cooper have conversations. It's always like luck, bro. Like it's oh, it's, it's, it. it's somewhat it. skill, but then it's like it's really? a lot of luck. That's what this. Hey, that's what this show is all about. At the end of the day, that's why we like to have fun on here. We're all just throwing our opinion out there, and all these experts know just as much as you do. We're just guessing. So at the end of the day. My best fantasy advice always to our listeners is go with your guts because you will. Exactly. You go with your gut. It don't matter. Just what you think, you play it. All right. Let's talk about waiver wire for this week. 
Now, you mentioned it earlier in your argument. Um, Justin Fields talking about the Vikings secondary is garbage. And he played very well against a Packers defense last week. So if he's out there on that waiver wire, definitely give him a snag this week. He's only Nick, owning 16% of the league. So. Exactly. Right. So Nick, Nick brought up Ben Roethlisberger. He's someone else that you might want to take a look at on your waiver wire. He's already made the case for him pretty much, so don't need to really talk about him too much. Um, but, you know, again, he's starting to find a groove a little bit, and this could be the end, end stage tour for him. So, you know, he might want to show out as much as he can, so definitely somebody to look out for this week. Royce Freak. Royce Freeman in the running back situation. We talked about Houston a minute ago with David Johnson on COVID. All the rest of them are hurt. So there was only one legit running back in Houston. It was Royce Freeman. Somebody you might want to scoop up this week. He, if he's the only guy, I mean, it's all about volume. Uh, you know, he's going to be the guy pass catching on the third downs, on, on the touchdowns. Give him a shot. They're going against Jacksonville <clears throat> this week. So, hello, he's somebody definitely to play if you can snag him. Kenneth Gainwell, um, you know, again, he's been kind of in and out of the radar. Um, I know Jordan Howard's probably picked up, but if he's not, he's somebody to target too. Kenneth Gainwell, either one of these guys um, definitely want to target. They're going to run the ball with Miles Sanders. Somebody's going to run the ball. Somebody will emerge there. Um, and I do like Jordan Howard and Kenneth Gainwell kind of be the spellback, so to speak. Um, K.J. Osborne, um, I brought him up last week. I'm going to bring him up again. Um, I started him in a league where I needed a, a receiver at the last minute, and he showed showed improve for me this week. Got into the end zone. Um, you know, if Adam Thielen's out for any extent of time, number two receiver in Minnesota, I like you a lot. Sterling Shepard, um, you know, he's been in and out, but looks like he's going to be back. I don't know if I target him, to be honest with you. Nobody I'd really like. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, um, you know, again. With um, you know him being the only guy there, they love to throw throw the uh, throw to the tight end and no more. I can't think of his name. That's why I'm stuttering right now. Um, who was the tight end in Washington? I can't remember his name. Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. Logan I just Thomas. Remember, remember for you to. All right, Austin Ho- Hooper. <laughs> I brought Austin Hooper. I brought him up earlier. Um, Najoku looks like he might not be playing this week. Um, and, you know, a lot of those targets went to Austin Hooper, as you saw. He ended up being the fourth or fifth, whatever, tight end this week. So, um, fifth, excuse me. So, uh, again, somebody may, might want to look out the stream. Also, Jacksonville's defense playing Houston and Bengals D as well. But I, as I wrote that, I'm like, I don't think anyone's really streaming the Bengals. You should probably own them already. Guys, anybody you see the waiver wire you're really targeting or anyone else they have not mentioned? Nick, we'll go to you. Uh, on the on the list you got, uh, I would say the top three would be Fields, Roethlisberger, and uh, I would say Osborne. Greg, how about you? Nick took him. <laughs> I'm I'm big on Justin Fields, man. I I think if if I had another week to play <laughs> and Lamar was not playing, I would definitely pick up Justin Fields. They're playing Minnesota next week. That secondary is. Not the best. As you can see, Big Ben put up numbers against them. So with Mooney and Grant and Fields, I can definitely see Fields as a viable option going down the stretch. Indeed. All right, we're going to close out tonight with the – I'll give you a little bit of the Monday night football breakdown. So right now it is 20-13. to And it's 12 minutes into the uh, third quarter the and the Rams, I'm sorry, are up twenty to thirteen. They also have the ball after another Kyler Murray interception and are now at the looks like the nine yard line. So it looks like they're about to put it in again. Matt Stafford tonight, 176 yards, two touchdowns. Sony Michelle, eleven carries, fifty-eight yards. Odell Beckham, nice night, four receptions, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown. Just mentioned Ben Jefferson, two receptions, fifty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, eight receptions for 52 yards. I mean, just continues to be the ball hawk uh, for uh, the Rams. And the Cardinals side, Kyler Murray, 168 yards, no TDs, two interceptions tonight. Not playing well at all. Five carries for 43 yards for him. Um, I mentioned James Conner. He's got seven carries for 19 yards and a touchdown. He's also got five receptions. He's leading the Arizona Cardinals in receptions, five for 49 yards. 
The next guy up uh, with receptions is uh, Zach Ertz with three with 22. Um, so our Cardinals are struggling tonight to find the uh, air air game against the Rams D. So interesting to say at least. I was trying to delay a little bit just to see if we can get them uh, to score again, but I, I think I've kind of delayed it all out. Um, you guys got anything else before we close it out? Nick Legger going to say something. Yeah, uh, another frivolous stat. Uh, I, when I heard well, right before we came on, they said, you know, you know, James Conner leads the league in one-handed catches with five. And I was like, wow. they keep that stat? And the guy goes, yeah, they keep that stat. I'm like, well, that's okay. wow, that is interesting. That's interesting here. Um, thank you for the frivolous stuff. All right. That's we appreciate <laughs> We appreciate you guys. That was a good stat, though, Nick. And by the way, it looked like they just fumbled and nobody realized it except Matt Stafford. He came down and recovered his own fumble. Wow, how crazy is that? Um, so third and goal here. Let's just keep it on here because we got third and goal. And I just want to – we can call it out here. So Stafford's, watch on, this anymore. Stafford's on a nine-yard line. I mean, it's it's important to fantasy stats. And we're – it's on – you know, I don't want to close it out if they score or something. All right, here he's Stafford's back. He's looking, going up, throws it, almost intercepted. It goes, no, they're kicking. All right. Super there that was. All, all this point there it is. If you got – oh, there's a flag on the play, and it looks like it will be holding against the defense, and we're not going to stay on for another three set of the downs. All right. We sure. appreciate you guys, and we are out. Thank you, Van Jefferson. You're awesome. Go Gators. <laughs> he had to throw that shade right before we close. Poor he wasn't going to talk shit, huh? He was going to We're on a mission, on a mission, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.